Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. And it's good to be with you this evening, uh, on this Tuesday evening, and I'm hoping that y'all are having a wonderful day today. Amen. And, uh, you know, it is uh, not a wonder that our podcast, we've been talking about uh, this particular subject for uh, several podcasts now, uh, what God's, uh, what does God's true love look like? And uh, so it is a wonderful thing that we've come to this day that many people uh, celebrate as a day of love, celebrating love and all that. But God wants us to show love every day. Amen. Hallelujah. And so before we begin, as always, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's ask the Lord to guide us and lead us. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity, the privilege that we have to look into your word, to be guided by your word, to have the light of your word to be shown to our soul, hallelujah, and leading us down the path of righteousness and godliness. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, that you lead us no less today. God, help us to understand what true love looks like, your way, hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And so we've talked about how that the world, they have got their own way of looking uh, at what love looks like. And when you've got the world's idea and the world's ways, this reason why we've got, as we said before, uh, more than 50% of most marriages now are ending in divorce eventually. And what is a sad thing is that it has even affected the church of the living God. And uh, you've got many, many marriages that are now ending in divorce, even in the church itself. And so this is a sad thing. And uh, uh, what is happening? What is going on? Uh, why is it that people uh, have lost the understanding of what God's true love looks like? Well, we've got to get back to the book. Amen. We've got to get back to the word of God. That's why we call this God's whole word. We've got to talk about what the whole word says amen and so we're going to go on and we were in the last uh, time we were here together with y'all uh, we were starting in chapter 13 of the first book of Corinthians and this chapter as we said before now if some of y'all are new in the Lord or maybe new in here in the podcast and you just uh, maybe just haven't really studied the word a lot and you don't know that this is called the love chapter that's what a lot of folk around Anywhere around uh, church, folk, you would find that they will say, oh, chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians, that's a love chapter. And so we've been looking at what God defines love as. You know, the world, they're going to say, well, uh, you know, as long as I'm in love with them, everything will be fine. But, uh, you know, if I fall out of love with them, well, then it's, uh, you know, it goes on. Well, you know, uh, that is not what God says in his word. We've got to uh, look at what God says, you know, and uh, uh, so we, we want to do that. We want to look at what God is saying. You know, you got a lot of folks that, um, you, you know, uh, children that don't love their parents like uh, they ought to and parents that don't love their children like they ought to and, 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 and husbands not loving their wives like they ought to and wives not loving their husbands like they ought to and so on and so forth. But we've got to get back to the book. We've got to get back to what God says is 
the way his love is defined. And so let's go on with that for a moment. Now, uh, I, I just want to, I don't want to belabor uh, you uh, much with what we already studied, certainly, but I want to go uh, just a little bit over that. And so last uh, week or so, and we talked about how verse 1 of this chapter, uh, it's, when we read it, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity or love, that word charity is translated love, and I am become of a sounding, I am become a, a sounding brass and tinkling, tinkling cymbal. And as we looked at that, we said, you know, uh, the, the basis of understanding of that scripture is, you know, if you ain't got love, you're just going to sound like a bunch of noise. Now, I was talking with somebody just a little while ago about music, and you know, uh, if, if all you're doing is just banging and clanging, it ain't going to sound right. It's not going to sound good. I remember, like I told you all before, uh, it, we put our kids in, uh, uh, you know, band and all of that, and before they would, uh, if they had, uh, you know, something, they were going to do something special, you know, Christmas special or something like that, well, they would go early. And they would be in there tinkering and going on, you know, trying to uh, get used to the instrument or whatever the first 30 minutes. And they kind of practice a little bit. But everybody was doing their own thing. Everybody was, you know, making their own sounds and doing all that. And it just sounded like a bunch of noise, a bunch of clinging and clanging. But when you get uh, going with the music and it begins to flow, it's got a sound to it that sounds good to the ear. And uh, you can rejoice with uh, them as they play that music and so it is that God's word explains uh, this very thing he said you know even though uh, I speak with tongues I might speak with tongues of men and of angels in other words I got all kinds of tongue going on in my mouth and then verse 2 and it says though I have the gift of prophecy you may be able to preach like nobody's business and understand all mysteries. God may have helped you to understand all kinds of things. And then it says in all knowledge. Now there is a spirit of knowledge where people uh, know things. They, they ain't got any other way of knowing other than God telling them. And you may know all things. And he said, and I may have all faith so that I could remove mountains. You go out there and you can pray that mountain to fall down and it would fall down. But God said, if you ain't got no love, you don't have a thing, not a thing. You can do all of that. You can move those mountains in prayer. And uh, you can uh, just have that great faith and all of that. But if you ain't got love, you ain't got to do squat diddy. Now, I said before, I hope that ain't no curse word. I don't think it is, but anyway. All right. So you ain't got nothing. It says you ain't got nothing. That's what the end of verse 2 says. And when God says you ain't got nothing, he means you ain't got nothing. That's what he said. And God says what he means and means what he says. And so we went on down to verse 3, and it says, And though I bestow my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. It don't gain you a thing. When it says it ain't profiting you, it means it's not going to benefit you. You're not going to gain no value out of it, not one bit. Now, when we looked at that, it said, boy, I, I bestowed my goods to feed the poor. I don't care what you give. Do you understand that? The word of God is telling us it don't matter what you give. Do you know some people give for show? Oh, yes, there. Yeah, yeah, I know that's true. 
There's some folks that give for show and then they go tell. That's what Jesus was talking about when he was talking about some of these Pharisees and they were giving and, and they would just shout it on the streets. You know, look at what I'm giving. Look what I'm doing. And wanting to have everybody praising them and all of that. God don't want that kind of mess. God wants us to be right and true. And he said, even though you may give to the poor, that don't mean nothing if you ain't got no love. Because some people do give and they don't give out of a heart of love. They're giving out of a heart of selfishness and self-centeredness because they want people to, to give attention to them. And then he says, go, I give my body to be burned. And somebody say, well, who in the world would give their body to be burned? Now, I'm not, I said before, I ain't being mean and hateful, but we go back to 9-11. We go back to September 11th of 2000. Now, those people slammed into that building and they were burned up. And they did that because they uh, made up their mind that was what they were going to do. They were going to take out uh, people in that building with those airplanes. But do you think there was love in there? Did they love those people that they killed in those Twin Towers? Did they love those people that they slammed those planes into and burned up? No, there was no love there. There was no love there. And so, now I'm not trying to be rude or hateful. I'm not trying to be no, be, I'm not trying to be rude to nobody. But I'm just trying to get you to have a thought in your mind of what this is talking about. Because some people look at that and they think, well, what in the world is the Bible talking about there? Well, that kind of gives you an idea. All right, so we're going to go on to verse 4. And I uh, don't want to be here a real long time tonight, uh, you know. And uh, I want to go spend some time with my family and all that, just like, you know, many other people. They're going to be uh, doing some things and everything this evening. And uh, so uh, I don't want to uh, keep you long, and I don't want to be long myself and uh, all of that. But uh, verse 4, it says charity. The word charity is translated love. When we look at the, uh, the Aramaic Greek word, that word means love. It's a God love, agape love. And uh, it says it suffereth long. Now, this part is something people don't like. Nobody, you know, I tell you what, most people do not want to suffer long. They just don't want to do it. And who, who really wants to do it? You know, our flesh don't want to suffer. I mean, really, there may be a few people out there that's got some uh, mental problems, some emotional difficulties and that kind of thing, and, and they, they gain something out of their pain that they suffer through. But most people, that's, it's not that way. Most folks don't want to suffer long. But the Bible says, now, love suffers long. So what does that mean? Well, you know, you may have people that you work with that are a real uh, problem, a real difficult uh, person to deal with, and it's a burden to you. I remember when I, I worked, I used to work at the turkey plant many, many years ago, and I remember this one person, he got on my last nerve and then some, if y'all know what I mean. And uh, he, you know, he was always trying to get my goat, and he knew that I served the Lord. He knew that I loved the Lord. I made it very clear that I was a Christian. And he would do whatever he could to try to make me angry. Now, he did this on purpose. And uh, he just kept on and on and on and on with this and just constantly trying to irritate me. And I had to keep a smile and, and just keep on because I knew that he was lost. He needed Jesus. And I did not want to uh, end up bursting uh, because of his constant, constantly trying to frustrate me or trying to get me angry. But I want to tell you something. 
there come a day when I was working there and somebody where I was working, I was trying to witness to this other young man that was standing next to me. And we were talking and, and we were laughing and, and just having a good time while we were working, passing the time because it was just a difficult job and all. And uh, uh, across the way, somebody uh, caught, I caught a glimpse of somebody that was looking at him and I and staring. He was staring me down. He was just staring me down. And so, I, and he looked angry and I didn't know what the problem was. And so after work, I, I got my gear together and got all my stuff together and I was going on uh, down uh, the ramp to go outside to my car. And that person come up to me and he said, I want to meet, I'm not going to repeat exactly what he said because it wasn't very nice. But I, uh, you'd think I would have got a clue, but I didn't. And uh, he said, I want to meet you outside. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, uh, the Lord is going to make a way for me to witness to him. And so I, you know, I was, I was not paying attention to his demeanor and uh, the tone of his voice and all of that kind of thing. And I am getting to a point here. But uh, that young man, when I got outside and I got down the ramp, and he said, oh, come over here. Well, I should have known when he said, come over here on the side of the building, something was up. And that man, when I got to the side of the building, he hauled off and punched me in the face so hard and it knocked me down on the ground and my my hard hat that I had on, it flew and I fell to the ground. My nose was bleeding, my mouth was bleeding and he walked up to me and he said, if you come to work tomorrow, I'm going to kill you. And I didn't really know why. And he said, he began to say, uh, you were talking about me and laughing about me. I said, we were not doing no such thing. I said, we were not talking and laughing about you, but that's what he thought in his mind. Now, because the man made the threat that he did, and there was other people that came running to my rescue, but I want to tell you something. The man that I was telling you that was always so irritating to me and always uh, trying to get my goat and trying to get me upset, he came around the corner and saw me on the ground and he saw that, look, even when he's in a bloody mess, even when he's been knocked to the ground, he, uh, he's still uh, concerned about that person's soul. He's still uh, having a patient uh, way about him, hoping that something is going to um, turn out better than what was going on then. And that man came to my rescue and he, you know, uh, he wanted to do it the world's way. You know, he said, who did this? He said, I'm going to go get him. I'll go get him now. And uh, he, I said, no, 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 I don't want you to do that because he was going to go beat the daylights out of the man. And I said, no, I don't, I don't want you to do that. But do you know from that day on, that man had utter respect for me. And uh, he had been teasing me all those many, um, I mean, I worked there for over five years, almost six years. And the man had been going on with me for well over a year, just kept on and on and on. But after that, he was very respectful to me and uh, always watching out for me. I asked him if I was all right and all that and just stopped all that stuff that he had been doing. You say, well, what's that got to do with the price of tea in China? Well, let me tell you. Uh, verse 4, it says, love suffereth long. Sometimes uh, we get in situations and, 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 and love is a, it, it is a, a difficult thing. Uh, you know, you may have no neighbors that you are trying to win to the Lord and you are uh, just wanting to 
show them the love of the Lord. And, and they're not making it easy. You know, some don't. Now, I happen to have some good neighbors around me that the Lord has given me. Uh, but I have had, uh, at times, some neighbors that were a problem. I've literally had some very problematic neighbors. And some people, we know about those things. But if you love the Lord and you got a mind to serve God, uh, you, you're going to be concerned about their soul. You want to uh, have that heart of love from the Lord inside of you that you know, well, I know that they are in this fix. They are uh, not behaving the way they ought to towards me and all that, but I want them to know that God loves them. And sometimes we suffer long. Sometimes it's our children. Now, some parents, uh, some children, they are just very difficult to deal with. And, and we suffer long. And, uh, you know, uh, and so on and so forth. But, you know, uh, we've got to understand that uh, God is meaning for us to understand these things. God is wanting us to get this. He's wanting us to, to understand that sometimes love can suffer long. It really can. Now, what does the word suffer mean? Well, we all know what that means. Yeah, it means you, you, sometimes you suffer. Now, I want to make something clear here. I'm not talking about... Uh, people being uh, physically abused and that you got to sit there and just keep on being physically abused. I'm not talking about that because we look at other verses and other scripture that allow uh, people to be uh, able to leave situations uh, where, it, you know, there's, there's some unsafe things going on. When you look at the early church and the early church began to be persecuted, they didn't hang around. Uh, they scattered and of course, that was a plan of the Lord because the Lord wanted people to be reached all over. And so it caused them to be scattered, which uh, allowed for people to hear about the gospel of Jesus Christ in a lot of different places. Uh, but God is, uh, you know, he said that he calls us to peace and that, uh, you know, that we've got to live as best that we can uh, in a peaceful situation with folks. So I'm not saying that we have got to sit there and be put under uh, as many um, people have been. I saw a news article last night come up on the news uh, that I saw and uh, uh, the newscast on, and uh, uh, they were talking about uh, situations even where men have been in abusive situations with women. This is an astounding thing that has happened where uh, a lot of women have turned around. I'm, I know this is true at schools too, uh, where there so many uh, fights have escalated at schools that involve girls, and it's an astounding uh, change of scenery from what we've seen before uh, in days gone by. But um, anyway, so suffering long. So we've got to, uh, you know, be patient, and and, and you know, uh, that's that's one of those things. We've got to bear the fruit of patience. And the only way we can do that, folks, is uh, through prayer. We've got to pray. You know, we can't do anything without the Lord. The Bible tells us that we can do all things through Christ. We can't do nothing without him. And so we've got to come in contact with him. We've got to talk to him. Where do we get our strength? We get our strength from the Lord. Don't you know that when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, that is the spirit of Jesus Christ. The book of Galatians chapter 4 tells us that. And so we've got to have the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, ruling and reigning in our soul. And God's going to give you the strength, but you got to talk to him. You gotta, uh, and it's got to be a daily thing. You say, well, why? Why has it got to be a daily thing? Well, the Bible says 
that you know that our this outward man it perishes uh, it perishes every day you know you as you get especially when you get my age you get up and you can find wrinkles that wasn't there the day before and uh, so you know the outward man perish or the outward uh, the person's body begins to perish and day by day you know I got gray hairs I didn't have before you know what I'm saying and so but it says the inward man now this is what the word of God says the inward man is renewed daily every day we've got to be renewed down in our soul amen and so uh, when we are renewed in the spirit of God God allows us to feel his love working through us you know our body being used for the Lord uh, in order to accomplish this uh, true love that God wants us to exhibit to the world and so uh, we want to uh, suffer long where those things uh, need to be and certainly uh, not not allowing we, we don't want women or, or men I, I I don't know that I finished what I was saying but uh, there was even men that were in situations uh, that they were uh, ashamed they were literally ashamed that they uh, were in a situation of needing to get away from uh, the ab abuse of the woman that they were with. And some of these women were their wives and all that. And some of these women even killed some of these men uh, that they showed on this uh, uh, news uh, broadcast last night. And so, uh, you know, we're not talking about you staying around in uh, unsafe conditions. But we've got to suffer long. Now, so the next word that I want to look at and I want to focus on, and then we're going to close is we're going to focus on the next thing that says charity is kind love is kind love is kind now i want us to look at that for a minute because it is really important that we see the meaning the word kind it means when you look it up you say well i know what kind means i, I know I mean, well I, we want to look at the detail here and so it says love is kind and this means to be gracious and useful to others now the word useful of course we get that it means to benefit others we want to be able to be a benefit to others you don't want to be just a sack of potatoes sitting there and nobody can have any fried potatoes no you want to benefit others amen but that other word i really want to focus on is gracious focus on gracious today so what does gracious mean let's look at that because it is one of those definitions of kind the word kind <coughs> excuse me gracious all right it means having compassion for others folks we've got to have compassion for others and not just anybody you know some people they look at us and say well i got compassion for my family i got compassion for my friends I got compassion for my 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 two or my four and no more. But the Lord, you know, he goes beyond that and he tells us he wants us to have compassion and love even for our enemies. Now that's where it can get difficult, but the Lord wants us to do that. And so having compassion for others and even our enemies. So that is also part of grace being gracious or being kind. The other thing is showing respect to others is a type of graciousness to show respect 
for others. Now, there's some people that they look at a situation, they look at a person, and they may not want to respect them. But God is calling us to respect people. You know, there's some folks, they'll look at somebody and they'll think because they are maybe uh, of a certain financial, uh, in a certain financial situation, well, I'm not going to afford them the respect I would if somebody's, uh, you know, over here making all kind of money and that kind of thing. Well, the Lord don't want you doing that. And when you look at the book of James, it makes it very clear that the Lord is not wanting us to be like that because uh, that. Uh, is just something that is very selfish and self-centered and uh, it does not allow for the kindness of the Lord and the graciousness of uh, Jesus Christ to shine through. And so we've got to learn to respect other folks, even those that uh, may not be, uh, you know, of the same educational background as someone else. And, uh, you know, there's some people, well, they say, uh, you know, well, they don't have the education that I have, so I, I'm going to uh, I, I'm just not going to have much to do with that person. They only set themselves up to uh, be around certain people of a certain educational um, level. And so, uh, but uh, that is where all kinds of things are breed, bred that don't come from God. All kinds of things that are going on with that kind of behavior that God is not pleased with. And so, uh, the next thing that gracious means is to be well-mannered well-mannered i'll tell you what when i look at the world and some of the things going on i am so happy when i see somebody that's so well-mannered and kind it it really stands out because there's so much going on in this world and uh, when you look at somebody that's just really well-mannered it really makes a difference but the lord is is telling us that we are supposed to be that way graciousness meaning well-mannered we've got to uh, you know it it's uh, you know, and there's a time and a place for everything. Y'all know what I mean? There, there's a time and a place for everything. So we've got to learn how to be well-mannered and, uh, you know, allowing things to be in the proper place and space it ought to be. Uh, you know, and, and we, we talk about God's whole word and we say, you know, we, we, we believe that God's word gives us everything for life and godliness. So I'm going to tell it like this. Now, you know, some people, we all got uh, issues with gas, don't we now? You say, what in the world is that man talking about? Well, we do, and you know we do. Uh, you know, some people got problem with, uh, uh, you know, passing gas, and some people got problem with burping and all. But you know, there's a, a time and a place and all that kind of thing. And so some people just don't care. They ain't got no manners, and they don't uh, uh, think about it, and it don't make any difference to them, uh, and so on. You say, well, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. But you know, uh, you know when people are not well-mannered, and they claim to be Christian, it really creates uh, uh, some struggle with people on the outside that are not saved. You know, and they look and they say, well, is that Christianity? Is that what Christianity looks like? It's going to look like that. I don't want nothing to do with that. But you get some well-mannered folks that are doing, uh, you know, things with a gracious behavior. And it will stand out for the Lord Jesus Christ. All right, the other thing that gracious means is to be pleasant. Now, I didn't just make these things up. I didn't just sit down and say, oh, I'm just going to make up a bunch of stuff. No, I looked up that uh, those words and all these meanings, and this is what was there. And so it says to be pleasant. Now, if you're going to be gracious, you've got to be pleasant. Nobody wants somebody that's just a rotten person to be around. It's very difficult. Now, I will say this. Sometimes we all have bad days. Ain't that true? 
We all know that's true. Some Not everybody going to have a good day all the time. But if you got bad days all the time and you're just not a pleasant person, folks, they, they kind of start backing away. They don't want to be around that. And so when you look at the word gracious, it does say pleasant to be pleasant. And so we got to learn. And you know, you may have come from a background that you didn't know how to do these things. Well, guess what? The Holy Ghost knows how to do that. And you allow yourself to be filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized with the Spirit. God can teach you. Now, you know where the Holy Ghost is going to lead you? He's going to lead you to the Word. And guess what the Word's going to lead you to? The Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where the Word's going to lead you. Because he's our Lord. He's our Messiah. He's the one that we use as our example. And Jesus is the perfect example of, of being a pleasant person and being a well-mannered person. Yeah, and, you know, some people say, well, didn't he tip over the tables uh, in the temple? Well, yes, he did. But, you, you know, God didn't call you to go tipping over tables. That was something that God did because Jesus was God come in the flesh. And he was angry with the people that had turned his temple into nothing but a place to make money and, and to cheat people. And it was supposed to be a house of prayer. And Jesus went in there to take care of business because he was God come in the flesh. And he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Amen. And so we've got to learn to be pleasant. That's part of being kind. And then the other thing is to be polite and civil, polite and civil, you know, uh, I tell you, things that are going on as of late, people don't know how to be civil, people have just really changed, I tell you, things are so different from like 10 years ago, now I'm not saying that everything was hunky-dory and everything was perfect 10 years ago, I know there was problems, we're not trying to say there wasn't problems, but there are some things that are just absolutely uncivil behavior that has been going on in these last uh, five to seven years that has not, uh, you know, been the direction that we need to be going in. People are rioting. People are setting buildings on fire all because, uh, you know, of certain things that society says you got to do and you got to say and you got to you got to accept this or else. And uh, that is not the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the other meaning that we look at of gracious, which is uh, what defines to be kind, is to be generous. That's another one of these meanings. Now, we're almost done, folks. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, some people may say, well, you said you weren't going to take a long time. Well, don't you know, a lot of times I've been on here for over an hour. So we only had 30 minutes. So we're doing all right. Uh, but... Uh, to be generous is part of being kind. You know, if you're going to be selfish and, and you don't want to, to give, that's not the way of the Lord. When the Lord said to be kind, he wants us to be generous. Now, I'm not saying that you got to give your less dime to your neighbor. I don't mean that because the Bible does talk about us taking care of our needs and our family's needs and that kind of thing. But to be generous, uh, you know, many, many people have to give and they don't do they don't do it they're not generous and the lord wants us to be a generous people and that's part of uh, what you would say was on the vine of kindness all of these things they grow off the vine of kindness and that is rooted in the fruits of the spirit you look in the book of galatians in chapter 12 or excuse me chapter 5 and you're going to find that the Bible is talking to us about the fruits of the Spirit, that the Lord uh, is wanting to grow uh, in us and through us and on us. And we've got 
uh, all of these things that uh, should be part of our lives. So the last thing uh, that is as a Christian, now I'm not talking about the world, because the world going to do it a different way. But you know, if we're going to be Christian, we, we're going to have to do it different. We're going to have to really show the true love of the Lord. All right, and so we're on to the last thing. And the last thing that I got down here that I wrote down that I saw in this definition of kindness and uh, uh, also uh, which means gracious, to be gracious is uh, part of that uh, root word, or not root word, but the root understanding of it. To be polite and courteous even in a very difficult or frustrating situation. I'm going to say it again. To be polite and courteous even in a very difficult or frustrating situation. Now that can be really difficult. But you know what? We can do this, folks, if we stay full of the Holy Ghost. Now I tell you, some folks have been baptized with the Holy Ghost and not stay full of the Holy Ghost. If you don't stay full of the Holy Ghost, and that that comes about through prayer. We got you know, the book of Jude, it tells us building up our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's how we get strong in the Lord and we stay full of the Holy Ghost. And so uh, that means we would be full of Jesus because it is the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so these frustrating and difficult situations that we encounter in life, we can learn to be polite and courteous with the fruit of kindness because the spirit of the Lord is going to help us do that. Now, our flesh is not going to want to do it. I'm going to tell you right now. The flesh is not going to do this because our flesh you know the Bible, what it say about our flesh? It says our flesh is the enemy of the Lord. And so we want uh, polite and courteous behavior uh, to be exhibited from our bodies, which is the temple of the Holy Ghost, uh, even in the most difficult and frustrating situations. And you say, well, you can just say that. Well, I, I, I've had to uh, really sometimes, I've had to bite my tongue. And I've had to uh, learn to be polite and courteous in situations that were really difficult. And you know, in, uh, in the example that I gave you of that young man at work, if I had blown up over him, and I, I, one, I don't think that he would have looked at me the same and would have had the respect that he did, because from that point on, that day that that happened, where that man punched me and knocked me to the ground, uh, you know, he was totally different to me. Uh, from then on and wanted to watch out for me and all that but I think that if I would have not been uh, long suffering with him and been polite and courteous even in the difficult and frustrating situation because it was frustrating to me it was difficult but God uh, you know he allowed me to to sometimes you know the Holy Ghost just allows you to keep your mouth mouth shut you know sometimes the Lord just gonna shut your mouth and he helped me to do that and I'm grateful to the Lord for, for doing that. But I do want to say uh, that um, in, in the end of all that, the young man, his family had come from another country over here. And that, man's, uh, that young man's father called me uh, because the man got fired. And I had a police escort because he had threatened my life. And uh, the police escort came. And when they came, they saw him out there waiting uh, for me just like he said he was going to do because he got fired they brought him uh, they called him and told him he was fired and not to come in the next day and so he was there waiting and um, I, I had to point out his car and where he was at 
and I went on up in the building and they took care of that and the young man was arrested and all of that but his father had called me and he said uh, he's he he apologized he said I, I won't apologize he said I did not teach my son uh, to be like this and he said and my son gonna get on this phone and he's gonna apologize to you now I'm I don't know that you know I can't say that it was uh, you know it, it was um, uh, it, it was certainly something his father insisted that he do and this man was 26 years old that punched me and so uh, but his father was very much in charge of that family and um, he was of another religion he was not Christian uh, matter of fact he was he was a Muslim and uh, but his father was very polite to me very kind and he said I never taught my son to be like this and uh, he said because of my son's actions we're probably going to have to leave the country because they were not uh, they were not fully um, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what they were they had not become citizens they were not fully um, finished with that process and uh, and so my heart broke for them and I you know when the young man got on the phone because his father told him he said you're gonna get on there and apologize and when he got on there, and he said he was sorry and then I said can I talk to you for a minute and he let me talk to him and I said look I said I want to explain to you what was going on that day. I said I was actually doing what we call witnessing about the Lord. I was talking to him about Jesus, and I said I would never make fun of you. I said I would never do that. I said because then why why would that show you love, you know, of the Lord? And he listened to me. And uh, I don't ever know what I, I don't know what happened. I really don't know what happened. The only reason why I found out that uh, the father wanted to talk to me is because some friends of theirs that worked there also, they felt bad for what happened, and they came up to me and they said, uh, we know the family, and the father wanted us to give you his phone number. Actually, he didn't call me. I called him is what it was. But um, his father did answer the phone. And uh, and so that's how that came about. And so we seemed to end it, it you know, the phone call seemed to be courteous at the end of it all. But I, but I, I got to tell you, it took a lot to deal with that situation. It was not easy to do, um, you know. And uh, so, you know, when when persecution comes, because it was a type of persecution, but he he didn't under, really understand. He didn't have a proper understanding of the situation and a lot of times people don't have a proper understanding of the situation and they make uh, erroneous or foolish um, choices with the ideas that they think uh, is is what they are seeing and a lot of times what you see is not what you're really seeing and that certainly was the case that day but with that said uh, I, I just hope that uh, uh, as you go on and celebrate this day that's uh, set aside to show love to others, that we always remember that one day out of the year on February 14th, the Lord don't want us just to celebrate love on one day. The Lord wants us to love everybody all the time. And so let's go on to the Lord in prayer and we will close and uh, we'll go on and I'm hoping that you have a really blessed evening as you uh, share time with those that you love. And and I'm hoping that if there's somebody out there that's uh, alone today, that you would be so kind. Reach out to folks. Because the world, uh, you know, sometimes it can be a lonely place for some folks. And if you know of people that just need uh, some time shared, and you say, well, I'm going to, um, you know, 
I'm, I, I got plans for this or that. Try to remember to include other folks. And so with that said, I'm going to bow my head and just ask that the Lord bless our evenings and uh, our time with our people. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you so much for your love that you shared with us, so much that you were willing to die on the cross, to give your life for us, and uh, we thank you for everything that you did. And uh, we just ask, Lord, that uh, we would have the strength and the mind and the heart to turn that back uh, to you and give you all of our love and all of our heart and all of our mind and our soul uh, by being obedient to what you're asking us to do to show love and kindness to others. And I pray, God, that as we look at the definitions and, and the in-depth definitions of what it means to be kind, that we would take that and apply it to our lives, that we may be everything that you want us to be, Lord, using our hands and feet and our mouth and all these things uh, to, to speak the words of love and, and to be kind and, and walk in a kind manner. Uh, with everybody including our enemies and so lord we give you praise we ask you lord that you bless each and every person's evening those that are lonely lord i pray right now that you would comfort them i pray that they would be able to feel the love of the lord hugging them with your precious love because god we know that your word says that you gave your only begotten son that we might have life and that more abundantly an eternal life we thank you for the promises that you've given us. So, Lord, I'm asking you, anybody that's out there that's alone, I pray that they feel the presence of your spirit, that they can feel the joy of the Lord uh, just sweep, hallelujah, over their soul. In Jesus' name we pray. And may the Lord bless you and keep you uh, the rest of this evening. And also, um, we invite you to come back with us uh, again. We're going to have podcast again on Friday and then on Saturday uh, if you want to look us up on uh, YouTube uh, you can look up the eunuch preacher that's spelled e-u-n-u-c-h the eunuch preacher and you will find our worship service and we've got preaching and singing and boy I'll tell you what we just have a time worshiping the Lord so we do that on Saturday and uh, our uh, we start at 1 30 and we just have a good time in the Lord. And so we tape those services. This is what we are doing at this point. We tape those services and then we place them uh, online. And so you're able to get to those and watch them. And uh, so we just pray that you will join us. And if uh, if you got a mind to, why, you could just join us up and, and be a part of our family. And uh, we just uh, are so grateful that you've been there to listen to our podcast and maybe watch our worship services and be a part of us. And uh, we just love y'all, and we just want to uh, be whatever we can be to help uh, you find the love of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. May the Lord keep you. Amen and amen.